listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with Mr. T and Kyrie and Nikki, we're here until midnight. Then it's Sports Center all night on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, but there's so much going on. And it's so fascinating because as the baseball conversation continues to roll on on what they're going to do and what they're not going to do and what's going to happen and will the players deal with the 50-50 or they're not going to deal with 50-50, will we even have a season? Very quietly, the NBA is rolling along, right? Very quietly, the NBA is starting to get plans closer and closer. And that's part of our poll question tonight at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Do you agree with Shaquille O'Neal? Now, Shaquille O'Neal has made the statement that if the NBA season resumed, the champion would have an asterisk next to its name. Do you agree or disagree? You can weigh in on Twitter or you can weigh in on the phone at 1-800-919-3776. I'll tell you how there would be an asterisk if there was an MB, if the uh, champion won this season, if it was the Knicks, <laughs> don't laugh, don't laugh with me, don't laugh with me, Nick fans, don't do that. But you know what? Under a certain scenario, oh, the Knicks could be in the postseason, as uh, Parliament Funkadelic said in the song a number of years ago. Do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. <laughs> I did say the Knicks possibly could make the playoffs. Well, well, listen to what I'm saying. According to Woj, he reported today that the Players Association reps have begun reaching out to players to gauge the interest in resuming the season. Now, clearly, we're not at the point where this is an end-all, be-all, but the commission, Adam Silver, is determined to finish the season. So a potential wrinkle to this could be a play-in tournament for some of the lottery teams to incentivize teams and players returning. One of those scenarios would be teams ranked 9 through 12 in each conference playing a single-game elimination tournament for the right to play the current 8th seed in the final spot. You know, kind of a NCAA play-in tournament. You know what I'm saying? The Knicks, by the way, are currently the 12th seed. They would be eligible to play in this tournament. Could you imagine <laughs> if they made the playoffs? First of all, it would be the first time in six seasons that they would. Secondly, wouldn't this be the year that they make the playoffs, which means that they would not be in the lottery, which means they couldn't get a player like Cole Anthony or one of the other gazillion point guards that are in this, that are in this, uh, in this upcoming draft? As I mentioned, Shaq told USA Today he thinks the team, the NBA season should be scrapped, quoting him, to try and come back now and do a rush playoffs as a player. And he said it. Any team that wins this year, there's an asterisk. They're not going to get respect. So I want you to weigh in. At hardest the ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable, but that's the type of situation we're looking at right now. Where indeed, uh, they're going to make some moves. Now, now let, let's, let's be serious for a moment. 
There's also money that has to be divvied up with the players in the NBA as well. No, it's not the 50-50 stuff that we're talking about with Major League Baseball, but there is some conversation that has to be done. All right, that's number one. Number two, let's face it. This is a little different than baseball, right? You're going to have players banging against each other. You're going to have, yeah, I know, defense, but you're going to have players pushing each other for rebounds. There is a closeness in the sport of basketball, hockey, and football that baseball really doesn't exist, is not the same with baseball. So as sure as I'm sitting here talking to you, there are clearly a number of players who probably are really concerned and not really in a rush to get back until they figure out what the testing is like. Now, Adam Silver has been clear that he really wants to make sure that there's enough tests for everybody before they start testing players. He's a smart man. A, because he doesn't want to repeat history because they came under a lot of criticism when the Lakers and Nets got tests after playing the Utah Jazz and Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell in that situation where both those guys tested positive. So that's number one. He doesn't want history to repeat itself. Number two is he wants to make sure that there's enough tests. And so that's why it's so interesting for me to hear this this plan from the NBA that has them going as a – it has them – if they do restart, they would restart with – some of the season left. See, if it were Larry, if Larry was the commissioner, Larry would just go right to the postseason. Okay, who's one through eight? What we got right now? Then we're going. You, you guys, we go to two cities, you know, whether it's uh, Vegas and Orlando. That's where we're going. The West plays in Orlando. The East plays in Vegas. And we'll get as far as we can, and then we'll figure out where the teams meet. Whoever's got the best record, that's where we're headed. I right, so you, you could do it that way. But see, then that's Larry just thinking about the health risk. That's not Larry thinking about what's going on with money. That's not Larry talking about the regional sports networks who have to get their money because their money comes in after probably, I think, 70 to 75 games in the article I was reading recently. So that's where, so they've got to play at least 70 to 75 games for them to get their money accrued. And obviously, I understand why we're talking about the expanded playoffs because the money with the expanded playoffs is very simple. That is to make sure that the networks get paid. The Turners and the ABCs and the ESPNs and and, and, uh, that we get our money for investing, for investing in the NBA for the postseason. And obviously that makes it, all the more tantalizing, right? That makes it all the all, all the better for you to possibly weigh in on this postseason. And, of course, it allows for more and more teams to be involved. Now, are we talking about the – are we really seriously talking about the Knicks? Oh, no, come on. It, it, in the scenario, yes, they would be part of the crew that would be in. But the other part of it is – why else would teams 9, 10, 11, and 12, why would those players vote to come back? If they have nothing to play for, why would they vote and say, you know what, let's, uh, you know, yeah, we'll come back. We'll, 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 we'll roll the dice. We'll take a chance. 
We'll see what happens. I mean, if I was on 10, 11, and 12, you know what I'd say? I'm not playing. I'm out. And the other thing that's going to be interesting about this vote, and I'd love to hear what you've got to say at 1-800-919-3776. The other thing I'd love to hear of this vote is because the league is not as top-heavy as the NFL. All right, so so when you're talking about the National Football League Players Association and you're talking about the possibility of striking, there's no way the players are going to strike because there's too, there's too few haves and too many have-nots. So the have-nots are going to vote and say, listen, I, I can't afford to strike. I've got to come to work. Got to. I've got to come to work. But in the NBA, if the LeBrons, the KDs, the Kyries, the Kawhis, if they say, we're going back to work, how does that play for everybody else? And what happens if they say yes, but the majority of the rest of the league says, I'm not doing it. I don't want to come back. I need more testing. I need to know what's going to happen. I need to know what happens if somebody on my team is tested positive or is, is he going to be quarantined? Are we all going to be quarantined? And what happens in the middle of the playoffs when your, your key guy gets quarantined for two weeks? What does that do to your postseason? 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. We'll come back and get started with tonight's show here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Our Twitter poll question is up. Shaquille O'Neal believes if the NBA season resumes, the champion would have an asterisk next to his name. Do you agree or disagree? Love to hear what you got to say. And in a couple of minutes, we'll get some early polling to see what's going on with it. Right now, let's head to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. All right. Let's see who we got. Adam in Brooklyn, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Larry. Uh, I, have a, I have an NBA question for you, and I have a Met question for you. I'll first go with NBA. Oh, now, right. I strongly disagree with Shaq. I think that for the first time in a long time, we're going to have a very entertaining postseason. You have a couple of teams now that have a bunch of two guys, and I don't think it's going to be very entertaining. But on the case show today, uh, they said that there is a, NBA stars had a phone conference Mm-hmm. And they, and all the players on that phone conference agree that we should restart basketball. And one of the players that they mentioned that were on that phone call was Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Is, is that like a sign that you think KD has a possible chance of returning this season? He has said, Adam, and thanks for the phone call, he has said that he is not coming back. So, no, uh, I would not expect him to come back. I think he is um, – I'm sure he's not going to come back. So, uh, no, that's not a sign. Sorry, you sound like a – you sound like a, a Nets fan. I know you're hoping. Nope. Uh, nope. I don't think so. I don't think he will. But what is interesting to me is I don't know how many of the NBA players were really on the call 
from a numerical standpoint. I do know that in, in listening to Wodes on the Michael K show earlier today, that he did indicate that uh, Kyrie and Chris Paul did most of the talking. Those are the top two, two player reps in the, in the union. Uh, so they did most of the conversation, which I would expect. And so, um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. It really is. How, how is this going to, to go as far as everybody wanting to make sure that they will come back? When time is right. Now keep in mind that, uh, we know that the folks in Orlando, there were several teams that were able to open, uh, their, their practice facilities, right? And we know that Orlando did, Cleveland did and Orlando did. There was a couple of other ones who could have and didn't on Friday. Orlando, however, has the ability to test. So that's why they were able to open up and Cleveland, as Larry Nance said, listen, we were happy to get back in here just for our mental situation. But once again, you're not having the whole team in there. You're only having maybe five, six guys. So the question becomes, what is going to happen when we get the all clear? If we do get the all clear, what is going to happen when we get the all clear and then everybody's got to come in? Okay. So what do you do then? Will people be ready to make that move? Will people be ready to say, yeah, I'm, let's do it. You know, let's, let's, let's do what we have to do. Let's, let's make sure that, that we can play. I, I I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm real curious to see what's going to happen in that scenario. I just am because I just have a feeling that folks are uh, going to be a little, you know, a little uneasy, you know, a little uneasy. Kevin's in Stanford. Kevin, you're next on 987 ESPN. Hey, what's going on? What's up, partner? Yeah, not much. You know, I believe, you know, did they have like a powwow with all the superstars today? And, you know, do these guys speak for everybody? Because, you know, I'd be a little weary of this. All it takes is one person and this could blow up in everybody's face. Not, not not just basketball, but but all sports in general. Is this, you know what I mean? It's, you know, I think it's a little rush to judgment, don't you think? Well, once again, uh, Kevin, and thanks for the phone call and your concerns. Once again, we're at a situation where there's just a plan in place right now. Okay, so so they're planning. They're trying to figure out what's the best way to go. What if we do have something? How are we going to do it? Um, and what's the best way to get it done? So clearly they're going to speak to, um, you know, they're going to speak to the, to the, to the players and still we have to still figure out, okay, the testing part of this and what happens if indeed a player gets the Corona 19 virus during, during this, during this experiment, during this season, during the postseason, especially during the postseason. How, and, and, and here's what we know. They can't guarantee that, that, that you're not going to get it. They can only test you every time you come in. Okay. Every, you're going to test it every time. You're going to have your temperature. You're going to get tested all the time, every day, every day, every day. Okay. And they're going to try to limit 
If they do come back, they're going to try to limit everybody in the certain location. And probably if we are to believe some of the things that have been leaked in two cities, Vegas and Orlando. All right. So that's where it looks to be now. So it's really going to, we're really going to find out how this is going to work out. But the more testing you have, you know what, the better you, the better everybody would feel. Okay. Clearly. But it's, it's a scenario here where, um, you know, folks are going to be concerned. There's going to be players that they may agree to play, you know, but it's going to be some convincing. They're going to need some convincing. I want you to weigh in too on Shaquille O'Neal's comments where Shaq is saying, Hey, listen, whoever's going to be that, uh, whoever's going to be that person, whoever's going to be that team that wins. Will there be an asterisk next to the season? And the early voting, the early voting right now, 53% of you disagree with him and 46% of you agree with him. You know, and uh, a couple of folks have weighed in. Number uh, N1 sports fan says, if Shaq played and won the title this season, would he feel the same way? Hmm, interesting question. Also, at Hootie 26, all teams have the same obstacles. No. Now, I think, though, to be honest, I think it depends who wins. Okay, if it's, if, if it's by luck or by some situation that a team who was part of the uh, 10, 11, 9, 10, 11, or 12th spot, right? They get hot. They win the play-in tournament. They face the 8th seed. And by some chance, by some luck, that maybe there's a injury or something happens and they end up getting to the championship, yeah, there's going to be an asterisk. There definitely will be. But I think under normal situations, I agree. I don't think there would be. I disagree with him. I think there would not be an asterisk because, you know, the whole season is going to be an asterisk. <laughs> right? Not just the champion, but the whole thing. And if anything, it's like, wow, how did they persevere? How did they get together? And it's going to be really when, when they do come back, if they come back, it's going to be strange as it may seem a battle of attrition because you're going to have guys. I guarantee you, you're going to have hamstrings. You're going to have all kinds of injuries because of the fact that you're going to try to get guys ramped up. What baseball said they needed three to four weeks. NBA is going to need at least minimum that amount, minimum three to four weeks. And you're not banging around. You're not going to be, you'll be, you'll have hard practices, but clearly you're not going to practice like you're playing against another team. Okay. You're not doing that. But what you are doing is you're going to be in a situation where you're going to practice and try to get, you know, camaraderie and chemistry and get plays and stuff like that together. But that's the bulk of it. You're not going to be in the situation where you're really, really going to be out there playing hard. So when you do have to play hard and that adrenaline starts to flow and there is a situation where you're really revved up and you're really playing and it's the postseason and you're playing for something, that's when it's going to be interesting, right? You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. And getting your thoughts on the NBA, 
and the 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 unbelievable possibility, Mr. Ty, that the Knicks could make the postseason. Under this scenario of a round robin play in where you were nine, ten, eleven, and twelve were all one game elimination to play the eighth seed to get into this tournament, to get into the postseason. The Knicks, who have not made the postseason in six years, has an opportunity to get in. I, I, it's unbelievable. So now you look at the teams they would, in theory, be going up against. The Washington Wizards, uh-huh. the Charlotte Hornets, uh-huh. the Chicago Bulls, yep. the New York Knicks. Now the best player, just off the top of my head, of the four teams would be Bradley Beal, who had a phenomenal February. He averaged like 36 points per game. Uh-huh. But... Could the Knicks on a on a given no. night <laughs> just on a given night, could the Knicks no. beat the Bulls? No. I mean, we've seen them do it a couple of times this year. No, 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 no. Bobby Portis had had some great games against against his former team. He did. Could he they did. on a given night beat the Horn like you could have a scenario just you know, we're playing make believe here. This was just a hypothetical um the someone floated around about the NBA. Mm-hmm. Knicks magic for the eighth seed? That would be crazy. Then they get the eighth seed, they make the playoffs, and then uh, you've got the Bucks in the first round. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> you're done. But it would be would fun. Be it would be it would be so much fun. Like if you're a Knicks fan, you get R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, this young core in that type of you know playing tournament scenario. It would be the biggest games you've played in six years. They haven't made the playoffs since then, so. It'd be fun. The intensity would be high. We 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 know there's not going to be fans involved, so you can't you know fall on the whole garden atmosphere. But it it would be intriguing if you're a Knicks fan. Yeah, it it, it would be intriguing. But here's the thing, it, it it would be here's the problem, is that it doesn't do anything for you to get to the postseason Ty, because you you're not going anywhere. A and B, it's going to mess you up for you to get point guard help in the draft. Because if they end up having, if they end up having a, a scenario where there is going to be the draft and there is going to be the lottery sometime, maybe after, you know, middle of, middle of August somewhere <laughs> with the way the, with the way the league is going at this point, um, you're going to, it, that's going to mess up your whole situation. But that's not what you want. Isn't there value in, in playing in meaningful games? Like we, we've spoken about this. The Knicks have been so bad. We, we float this idea around about, well, you know, what if they could potentially be the eighth seed or the seventh seed in, in terms of trading for a player who can make them that much better, not significantly better where they're a contender, but so much so that they'd be a, a bottom tier playoff team. Isn't that more interesting? Wouldn't you rather that than every year having to rely on, all right, where am I going in the lottery? Who are we going to draft this time? Who, who who is going to not be a significant player for us? I think that that would actually be fun. That would be exciting if you're a Knicks fan. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth me right now giving up my my possibility of getting a a player in the draft that I need just to say under this scenario that we were able to get to the playoffs and then we lose out on that draft choice. Now look. I understand there's no guarantee that you're going to get the number one guy that you want anyway. We saw that last year. We were like, oh, we're going to get Zion Williamson. We're going to be in business. We, we tank for Zion. This is where we're going to get. Yeah, we weren't even close to getting Zion. No. 
wasn't even close. So I get that. But nevertheless, I just think the goal for this Nick team and for this franchise is to finally, finally have sustainability. And that means that you're going to have an opportunity to, to when you get to the playoffs, not just happen to get in talking about an asterisk because they had a play in for the, for the ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th teams to try to get into the postseason because they needed to, they needed the local TV outlets to get paid. So they came up with this, this playoff and the networks to get paid. And that's how you got into the postseason. No, if I want to get, if I'm going to get into the postseason, yeah, I'm being choosy, Ty. If I'm going to get into the postseason, I want to be in a situation where I'm going to be there for a while. I don't want to just be there one time and then the next year I'm, I'm out again. Yeah. So to, to further your point, the pro, I'm trying to outline the benefits of making the playoffs and how it would be exciting to your fans. It would invigorate. You know, all of those who watch you and have had to sit through your atrocity for the last two decades. But to your point, you get to the playoffs. Let's just say you get past the Hornets, Wizards, and, and Magic, the Bulls. You, you get past those teams and you find yourself as the eighth seed in the playoffs. The first round, you've got a, a best of five against the Milwaukee Bucks. You're not even going to come close to winning a single game. So yeah, you'll, you'll be able to say, we won a couple of games. We were, you know, we were one of the last eight in the Eastern Conference, but you're going up against a team that might win the title. A, a team that once play resumes should be the favorites to win it because they've got Giannis who's going to win his second straight MVP. They've got the best record in the NBA. They're the best team in the NBA. So I, I can see what you're saying, how you would find more value in them being the worst team. So you can look ahead to potentially getting the best player in the draft as opposed to getting hosed by the Bucks. If I'm already, if, if I'm the ninth seed, okay, and I'm a game out or game and a half out, oh yeah, okay, let's go. I, I, I might, I might feel differently about it because I'm the ninth, I'm, which means I'm close to 500. I'm, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the ballpark. All right, I might be four or five games. I mean, what the Nets are, are four games under five hundred. All right, and they're the seventh seed. So I'm I'm at least I'm at least decent. Okay, I, I I can be I can be competitive on a night. All right, there's there's nights where okay I'm going to be outmatched because of talent, and I, if I got the the elite the, the top conference play, teams and players coming in, I might have trouble winning those games. I might win one here and there, but I'm having trouble winning those games. But come on, when you look at this Nick team. There's nothing about this Nick team that even says playoffs. There's nothing. There's nothing about how they play. There's nothing about their style. There's nothing about the personnel. There's nothing on this team that says playoffs. So for me to be in a play-in game and then with my luck, I win it. All right. And, and then I, and then I get wiped out in the first round. It's, it's of no benefit to me. So even a team like Portland. It's no benefit to them to be in it. Whether they're ninth or tenth, and they're not going anywhere this year. Yeah, but so here, here is a scenario to me that, if we outlined it, would be very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. The Nets being in this situation, like if the Nets were the twelfth seed, and you've got potentially the best player in basketball before his Achilles injury and Kevin Durant, and one of the best point guards in Kyrie Irving. Both possibly returning, mm-hmm. and you have that kind of injection of talent and and two proven winners coming back to your team. Mm-hmm. Then you can say 
it makes sense for, you know, for this type yep. of scenario for me to get excited. The Knicks don't have like any cadets coming. They don't, they don't have any, you know, people coming to rescue them. It, it's mm-hmm. the same team that they had that when they were 21 and 45, that's the same exact team you're going to float into this, uh, this potential playoff scenario. You're right. There's no question. It's, it's, it's not, it's not a, like you said, it's not a scenario where, you know, we're, we, we, we've got a spot where our guy's been hurt for, for the second half of the season. Yeah. All right. And now he comes back. Okay. Well, listen, we're nine or 10. You know, if Kevin Durant's coming back, we can make a run. No, no, no. This is not, this is not what that is. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is, is not, not a here comes is. Willis Reed <laughs> jogging out of the no, tunnel. That's not no, that. No, this is not, this is not Bernard's coming back after that knee injury. This is not that. This is not Patrick's coming back with the, with the, with the wrist injury or whatnot. Nah, nah. It's not what this is. This is, oh man, we got, you know, Maybe, maybe, maybe Alonzo Trier will get playing time on this run. This, this, this is not the same. It's not even close. I don't even want to be, I don't even want to think about it, but, uh, but this is the way it is right now. Under the, under, if it came out this way, the Knicks would have a shot. Great. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. It's not off. We had nothing to do with the situation that happened. I don't understand that though, where Shaq is coming from. Because if you like, let's just say you're the. I don't want to use the Lakers because I'll sound biased. But let's just use the Clippers for example. Mm-hmm. You came into the season as the the, the odds-on favorites to win the championship. You've got yep. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, two top what seventeen players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You got the second best record in the West. If you win the championship, what is the Astros needed? Like you probably or you could have won it. Had there not been for a shutdown, exactly. If you're exactly. the Bucks, same thing. Lakers, same thing. If you're the Rockets, you know, any of these teams that could have legitimately won it prior to the pandemic, I don't think that if they do in fact win it, there, there would be some type of asterisk situation or asterisk situation. How about it, this though, Larry? It I'm would sorry. be those teams that were from the outside. That that would be that would be if there's a an eighth seed or a seventh seed. You'd be like, well, you know what? Huh? We didn't expect for them to come. That comes out of nowhere. Maybe we have to put an asterisk there. It's, you know, it's like, it's like that. It's like the strike, the, the season that only had 50 games yeah. in the NBA. And there was no asterisk on that season. Yeah. That 66 game season in 2011. Yeah. Now, how about this as a wild card? I was okay. thinking about this driving in. Mm-hmm. Let's just say we go beyond the the nine to twelve well, nine to twelve playing tournament, and we just go every team, all thirty teams make the playoffs. <laughs> you know the the team that benefits the most from this is the Golden State Warriors. Absolutely, because now you have Steph Curry and potentially Clay Thompson back. We know Steph would be back. We know Draymond would be back. Clay Thompson hasn't played a game this season, re, uh, injuring himself last year with the torn ACL. But you get all three All Stars, and all of a sudden we go from them being the the the, the worst team in the NBA to probably having uh, of all the I would say of all the non top tier teams the best chance to go on some type of rally and, and upset everyone. That would be interesting. And it would be crazy because then what are you doing for your, what are you doing? Does, does everybody now get a, get a, get a, a ping pong ball under that scenario? We put all the teams in the playoffs. Everybody gets a ping pong ball. Are we having a draft? What are we doing this year? Yeah. <laughs> in that scenario, what are we taking? We're taking the, are we taking the, the, the records of the playoff teams? All right. So here's, here's, 
you had two or three losses in the playoffs. Okay, <laughs> you're the guys to get the lob. You're the guys to get the ping pong balls. That's what's happening. Any playoff format though would have to favor the teams that are already in the playoffs. Yes. So if absolutely. you're if you're Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Celtics, Raptors, but any of those top tier teams who were already going to get in, it, it has to be the type of situation where you're not hurt by this playing tournament tournament because yep. you have to have some type of not I don't want to say favoritism, but you have to be rewarded for what the amount of work that you've already put in. Absolutely, it should be it should be that way, and then you hope that you don't get an injury yeah. on the short. In, in That's the where there would be an asterisk. Yeah, if you hope you hope you don't get an injury, a hamstring or something of that nature, because you've been inactive and your body now, even though you're in shape, you have to get back into NBA shape. So it's a totally different situation. Yeah, you play one of those better teams and, and God forbid their best player or second best player goes down because they, they test positive for the virus. That's yeah. where the asterisk comes into play. No question about it. Doug's in Long Island. Hey, Doug, you're next on 98.7. Larry, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, Doug. What's happening? There won't be no asterisk if one player gets sick. Because if one player gets sick, it's over again. Yeah. There will not be another game after that first guy gets sick. You know it and I know it. Yep, you're um, right. To me, the NBA has got to stop. Listen, it's easier for me to say, you know, the loss is the loss with the money. Let the season go. You're going to throw, like, you're going to, this thing, this one season to save one season is going to affect the next probably at least two to maybe three seasons. Well, I mean, they're going to go until October when they're going to start in December. Then the next season you're going to start. Like, I just say, let the season go. You know, this was no strike. This is on nobody. This, you know, was an unfortunate thing that nobody could control. Just, I say, let the season go. And also, you bring these guys back. You don't go from practicing against your team into a playoff series with your whole season on line where these guys are going to go 150%. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a couple of guys hurt, Larry. You're going to get a lot of guys hurt. You, you just can't go from practicing in a month to, uh, you know, with, not even a month. That, 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 they're doing like two, three weeks to work out and play. I just can't see these guys doing it. I don't think it'll work. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting, Doug, to see how, how this comes out. I, I, there's so many different plans and there's so many things that they're trying to work out and everything, but really, when you hear all the leagues, there's one thing that they all have in common, and they talk about the ability for testing. And we don't have that ability yet where you can honestly say where from an optical standpoint, you're saying, wow, we've got players being tested every single day. They get the temperature taken and they get their tests for the COVID-19 and we don't have enough tests for everybody else to get tested. It's a bad look. It just is. It just is. And, and that's yeah, and the key I, to it. Just, there's, and I want to talk about uh, Logan Ryan for one second, sure. but um, there's mm-hmm. just the uncertainty to me. Yeah, I get it that, you know, we're starting to fly on, come down. I get that. I love it. But there's just too much uncertainty to me to try to save some money for the NBA. I, I just, to me, it's not worth it because I just, there are too many ifs and too many unknowns. And about Logan Ryan, I've been, mm-hmm. I've brought him up to you twice already for the Yes, Jets. you did. I, mean, I thought about you when I saw the, the story. He'll be, uh, you know, you sometimes have to think about situations. Greg Williams, this guy, the things he can do, the versatility, you, you're only going as far as that defense. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I listen, I know we can beat, we beat the Giants, we beat the Redskins, we beat Miami, we beat bad teams, and a Buffalo team that didn't need that game. But 
you know, I look at Buffalo, I look at Josh Allen, and I look at the Jets, and, I, you know, we have Sam Donald. You know, hopefully we show up this offensive line. If we can get this defense, get Greg Williams another weapon, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, and I'm also, listen, I know there's ifs only, because every team we move to, there's more ifs than anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. but, you know, Mosley coming back healthy. I, you know, that game won last year, and I know this is a chance it was only one game. Mosley got injured, that whole season turned around. That defense was playing good. I was so optimistic, and that injury, just the defense spiraled out of control. And they still, with Williams, without a pass rush, without, you know, his most important player, aside from Adams, he still, Larry, schemed it up and had that team playing. And I feel like if we, with this kid Davis he added from the safety, I think is another mm-hmm. weapon that, because he likes to go, you know, he likes the three safeties in the middle. Oh, yeah. And he yep. likes a lot of different things. And I yep. honestly believe this defense, especially if we get Ryan, that defense to me is going to lock up top five. And maybe it can even go higher. Well, you know what happens here, Doug, and thanks for the phone call, my friend. With If you do have a player like a Logan Ryan, and he's able to fit into the scheme of what Greg Williams does, then you're not asking C.J. Mosley to help out in coverage. And that's how he got hurt, okay, because he's in coverage. I know he was deep. I know it was in the, you know, it was in the red zone, and sometimes you have your linebackers drop. But now in this scenario, if you have confidence in your corners, you can now rush him at the passer instead of him getting into a situation where he was in, in coverage where he, you know, he shouldn't have been. And look, here's a, here's a situation where the Jets have a need. They've got some money left. I'm sure it's about, you know, it's about the amount of money that he wants. I know he wants X amount. The Jets want another amount. He was very good in the slot last year. They've got uh, the kid pool to play the slot, uh, to, to defend the, to defend the slot receiver this year. So, you know, but there's room for him. They need help at corner. They need experienced corners. And here's a guy that can help them out. There's no question about that. So we'll see what um, Joe Douglas is able to do there. But you make a great point. This team's identity is going to be their defense. You're not sure what you're getting with Sam Donner yet. You have an idea. He's shown you some flashes. You know what you expect from him. You've added a couple of weapons. All right, you've, you've shored up the offensive line, which was a necessity. You have really a total a rebuild offensive line. It's, it's almost totally new. <laughs> so you've changed the offensive line. And, you know, uh, Becton, I'm, I'm really anxious to see him in action uh, with the speed and his ability to block and, and, and set up for the run. I'm very excited to see what he brings to the table. So from an offensive line standpoint, you're better. There's no question you're better than, than last year. The trick is going to be to get them enough work so that they they work together. They understand each other's role. They know what they're supposed to do. They work without even thinking uh, together. You know, like, like as, as Willie Colon used to tell me, it's like fingers on a fist. We have each individual finger, and together we make a fist. And so that's how they have to work together to understand, to know, to be together on their blocking schemes. And if something goes wrong that you know split second you got to take my back because we got to rush a a guy coming that we didn't account for and how to make sure we protect our quarterback so hopefully they've done that with this offensive line we talked about it and we've spoken about it a lot about this jet team what is the what's going to be the identity of this jet team and doug you're right this team's identity is going to be their defense are they going to be able to with 
facing better teams based on the schedule and the wins and losses of the teams that we saw last year, based on those schedules, I mean, they've got Frisco the second week. <laughs> okay. So they're going to be tested. This is, this is not a cake schedule for the, for the Jets or the Giants, but for the Jets, this is not a cake schedule. So the defense is really going to have to step up and two things get off the field and be able to turn the football over to give some easy, either scoring touchdowns or give the football to the offense in to give them a short field where they can score easily. And the other thing, and they made a good move in, in drafting a punter. The other thing, special teams has got to step up for this Jet team if they play this season. It's got to be special teams. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.